0: I'm Hey gang, welcome to episode 114 of the No Persinium podcast, the voice of everything immersive. I'm Noah Nelson coming to you from No Pro headquarters here in Los Angeles. We have a massive show for you today, two great talks, uh, and, uh, and it's big, so let's get to it, um. The main guest on the show this week is Gil Barron, who is the CEO of Mind Show. Now, Mind Show is probably... No, not probably. There's no probably here. It's the number one reason why I wish I owned an HTC Vive. All right? Like, I need room scale VR. In my, if you're someone who works... <laughs> I'm not even joking right now. If you work for Valve, if you work for HTC, if you can frickin' hick me up with something, I will uh, sing your praises to the heavens forever. You'll be a sustaining packer of the show for like a year. I'm, I'm literally not kidding right now. If someone's got a rig, which means, yeah, the stupid computer, and because if it was just, if it was just, let's be honest, if it was just the headset, if it was just the HMD, I'd, I'd own it. It's the computer that's the problem with. And that's that's the problem with everything right now there. But I didn't describe to you what Mindshow is. I'm going to describe to you what Mindshow is later. But it is the reason to own one of these things. Period. End of story. And it finally released into the wild this week. So more on that once we get into it. And believe you, me, there will be more in the preamble to Gil's part of the show. But first, we've got some business to do. And the first part of that business is to remind you that noprisinium.com exists. I am not good at promoting my own junk. Why? Because um I have a love-hate relationship with my ego, and I feel awkward when self-promoting. But I was reminded by someone this week uh, that I shouldn't be. And indeed they were like, I'll stop working for you for free unless you start promoting yourself. So thank you, Catherine. Um, getting a shout out there. Uh, you know, go grab your husband and Put this in his ear right now so he knows. And, you know, crank it up to double speed so I sound like a chipmunk. Um, I listen. I always listen. What's the point here? NoFirstinium.com is where we, uh, well, actually, speaking of Catherine, where Catherine is doing an amazing job on the newswire for New York. So we've got the newswire over there where we uh, give you show information as we get it. We keep the now playings there. It's also the place where you can uh, find our reviews and where you can sign up for the newsletter. And the newsletter is mad important because the newsletter is what started this whole thing. That's LA, that's New York, San Francisco, West Coast, Midwest. I swear the Southeast is going to exist again, for, for good reason, and, and you'll see why. We're going to talk to Ricky in a second here. Um, this, this is the hub of all we do, and uh, I encourage you to drop on by there. And if you are looking to cover Immersive in your area, and you're in an area that we don't currently have little birdies in, then uh, drop on by our nest and give us a tweet uh, at, at no proscenium, and let us know that uh, you're interested. The newsletter is also really important right now because uh, this weekend we'll be releasing. Maybe just working on and then releasing because of Labor Day, uh, the spooky season for Los Angeles. Uh, that's like the the monster issue that comes out that has all the the Halloween picks um, that we the stuff that looks good in <laughs> looks good on paper if nothing else uh, to help you plan your uh, Halloween extravaganza here in LA. Particularly if uh, blood and gore is not necessarily your thing where uh, we're, we're going to try and guide you as best as possible. But if it is, uh, we got that for you too. All right. Now, uh, one more piece of business, and then we're going to jump in and talk to Ricky Briganti of Inside the Magic, who is our kickoff guest this time. Uh, and that is the way this whole affair is dealt with, which is the Patreon. Uh, I've got a couple of shout-outs uh, this week for our brand-new Patreon uh, backers. Uh, bo- both of whom are creators in their own right, uh, Meredith uh, Trenin, uh and Melinda Lau, uh, both of whom have work that is going to be appearing in Los Angeles in September. Uh, Meredith has Grief coming up, and uh, Melinda is uh, part of the Whisper Lodge. She's the co-creator of Whisper Lodge, which is uh, finally emerging on the West Coast because she moved to the West Coast. Very excited about that. More on some Whisper Lodge activities very soon, hopefully right after Labor Day. Have some news for you there. Um, thank you both. Um, the show is made possible. The newsletter, the website, uh, we are in the midst of the campaign to get us to a hundred backers, uh, just so we can say we got a hundred backers, uh, and also, uh, to bust through the, into the $450, uh, support range. We have the big goal of getting to a thousand dollars a month, uh, which we'd really, really like to get to uh, mostly because, um, More funds in the bank means that we can uh, start compensating some of the writers out there. It means we can, you know, I don't have to beg for an HMD so we can cover VR better. Um, It all gets put back into running this insane thing. Actually, more money gets spent uh, than actually gets taken in. So uh, we got to deal with that somehow. So I encourage you guys. Patreon.com slash no persinium. A dollar a month makes a huge difference, particularly if everyone who listened to this show uh, dropped a dollar a month or like if you dropped like a dollar a show, if you figured this show cost a dollar, you know, that's four dollars a month. And if everyone did that, if everyone did that, I could quit my job. Mostly. Um, Almost. Pretty soon pretty soon. I could, if you all did that, but only if you all did that, it's not going to happen like just because like five or 10%, like everybody's got to. All right. Enough begging and self promotion. Um, let's, uh, let's promote somebody else for a second here. Uh, we've had a good run with our friends from future of immersive leisure. Kevin Williams was our guest on the show last week. I encourage you to go back and listen to that one. If you haven't, Uh, Christian Diekmann also before that. And hopefully someone else is going to pop in before long from FOIL. Future of Immersive Leisure is the virtual reality, augmented reality, and 4D in-location-based entertainment conference that is kicking off in Las Vegas. It's their first year, September 13th and 14th, at Mandalay Bay. If you are an industry person, if you're looking to... Uh, see what it's all about and connect with folks who are in the location-based and like theme park business, amusement centers, that whole nine yards, that part of this immersive puzzle. They've got some really interesting folks coming through. So I would encourage you to check it out. You get 20% off with the code NOPRESCINIUM because they like you guys, like literally that's that's the reason why. I'm not telling you that because they... Gave us money. I'm telling you that because they like you. They they really like you. Not me. You. They like you. All right. Hey, um, I forgot to mention Ross. I'm a bad, bad person. Ross Sigworth is, of course, the supporting, uh, sustaining backer for No Perscinium. Uh, he earns that right through the power of money. Um <laughs> Cream, y'all. Dollar, dollar bill. Um, let's, uh, I do, I like Ross. I do like Ross. That, I'm not, I'm not, don't, he's He's great. I'm so grateful. Uh, and on top of it, uh, he's doing great work with the Raskiller Club up in San Francisco, which frankly I'd probably just like try and like hang out in all the time if I still lived in the Bay. Um, you know, uh, maybe I will. No, not go move back to the Bay Area. I'm, I'm going to be in Los Angeles till I die. Probably of uh, heat stroke because, oh, my God, it's warm here. And that's probably a joke in bad taste. I'm actually freaking out about like how hot it is uh, in California. But, you know, extreme weather patterns, they're just normal. Oh, right. No, I don't get political. That and, you know, it's OK. No, that would be getting political. <laughs> Talk about how like talking about climate change should it be political? Um, you don't want to hear that. We want to get away from that. We're trying to get away from that. Let's get away from that. Let's go talk to our friend Ricky Ruganti of Inside the Magic. Ricky's been—he's uh, had a summer. He's definitely had a summer, and we're going to talk about it. Uh, this is a little longer than our usual opening segment, so um, you know, consider it uh, your warm-up run, and uh, then come back around for uh, Gil's part of the show. good morning Ricky morning although it's it's really it's it's only morning where I am it's like what what
1: time is it where you are it's a wonderfully sunny almost 2 p.m. oh my god
0: well this is because you're holding down uh, you're holding down Florida for us uh, Ricky Briganti of course is uh, is the, the the master of ceremonies at inside the magic and also uh, you know is uh, one of our moderators at everything immersive Um And, um, which is like, those should be like next to each other, but I'm just orienting everybody. Um, and Ricky's been having a lot of fun adventures this summer in sort of the conference and symposium world. Um, and there's
1: been a lot going on.
0: Yeah. So like, so what, this is, this is basically, this is going to go out like right before Labor Day. So this is like, you know, what did you do with your summer vacation?
1: (laughs) So Ricky, what did you do with your summer vacation? Well, I went to the beach. No.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. I haven't been to the beach yet. I should do that. Um, Sorry. It's too hot for the
1: beach in Florida. Uh, But anyway, yeah, Yeah. no. Uh, let's see. I don't know what what happened this, uh, this summer. I, I, I'm sure you've touched upon all of the insanity that came out of Disney's D23 Expo. Um, oh. They're certainly throwing around the immersive word left and right
0: yeah we've like poked that bear a little bit but we we have yet to like trap it in in a stun net and drag it into an interrogation center (laughs) to have it reveal the secrets of the yub yub song right so maybe you can break down a little bit um what what exactly what exactly has been uh predicted by the wizards of burbank to uh to be summoned into the swamps of orlando (laughs)
1: yeah, certainly. Um well, I mean, we we knew uh, of, you know back from from Star Wars celebration several months ago that that Disney was going full in, you know, Im- immersive uh, Star Wars land and uh to what extent that was going to be uh was all up to rumor up until i guess uh you know the d23 expo at which point they said well you know yeah we're doing that star wars land thing but we're also going to offer you a multi-day adventure uh that you can completely live in the star wars universe by way of a complete uh, star wars hotel out here in orlando which is uh, quite a quite a revelation
0: Still there. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I I had accidentally muted myself. I'll have to edit this. Um, yeah. Yeah. I I am in so much debt, and my credit card started weeping the second they announced the hotel. Because I know that, you know, a weekend's not going to be enough. Like, I think that may be the first, like, full week-long vacation, uh, particularly... I know it'll be the first week-long vacation I've ever taken to a destination resort. Um, right? And... I mean,
1: I mean, we're talking like this is this is what I guess Club Med was trying to pitch decades ago to our our greater generations. Uh, now we're you know taking that concept and making it Star Wars.
0: Oh yeah, no, without a doubt. Like group vacation. Like honestly, we should just let's just let's just start doing it now. Let's make this official. Okay, they'll will be an everything immersive themed star wars land takeover and we will we will collectively go we will pick a week it's gonna be easy for you ricky you you could just like stay at home or something like that like <laughs> we could just we'll just we'll just bring some props to your house right. so we'll like we'll create like be home base
1: for getting for yeah. ready
0: like the secret rebel cell, but yeah. then like we'll be on the, we'll also be on, you know, on property as well. So we'll, we'll, we'll do like an extra special event. The sad thing is, is like, this is exactly how it's going to roll out.
1: That's right. As long as everyone saves up, you know, a, a couple grand in order to do it, then you're good to go.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> how else are we going to do it? Uh, like screw getting in a car. I'm going, I'm going to Coruscant.
1: <laughs> As, um, as uh, many have pointed out, the, the only uh, or the best way to actually take part in this will probably be those who, who get a job there. I mean, y- your mm-hmm. job will essentially be working, you know, in, in Star Wars every day. Well, that's my retirement plan. Now. <laughs> right. <laughs>
0: uh, and I'm I'm not even – I mean, most people like – you know, it's a tradition to go retire in Florida. That's a thing people do. It is. Um so, like, but I never intended to retire. So this is really convenient for me. I'll just go be an old wizened something on property. And the best part is, is, like, they won't even have to, like, give, I mean, they've got the whole thing where they give the quarters. I will, I will sign over my voting rights so I don't disturb the magical, you know, Disney ratio of people who actually live on property. And they can just, like, leave me in, like in a, an octo like hut or something on property and, and just provide me with meals and I will, I will gladly perform my duties. I'm yeah, like I, not I, even kidding. Well, they, you know, they already have the international
1: <laughs> program and the college program. They're going to need to create the, uh, the star Wars program where people this, just like, <laughs> like there is no paycheck. Really. You're just a hundred percent of your check just goes to your living expenses. And that is your life.
0: Yeah, no, they'll, they'll, they'd have it too. There'd be so many people who would like line up and do that.
1: Oh oh, Yeah. particularly the the whole you know 501st is pretty much going to move in
0: seriously those guys have been training their entire lives like they are ready for this
1: So, they so, are so so ready yeah i mean so th- this was you know certainly the big uh mainstream push uh, if if there is one in the world right now to making sense of of all things or i guess i should say everything immersive uh, stay on brand Ricky. right stay on brand <laughs> i'm gonna go start all things immersive
0: oh gosh darn it
1: <laughs> competition
0: uh, amongst the ranks
1: right um <laughs>
0: So it's, it's funny, like, now that we've, like, spent time with each other, like, in person, you know, like, we, like, have each other's rhythms a lot more than, like, the last time we were on the show. So, like, everyone goes, like, oh, God, it's gonna be like this all the time. It's like, yeah, pretty much. Um, okay, so we've talked enough about Star Wars. which are words so. that Which are words that, you know, I am not physically comfortable saying, right. but... Um, let's, let's give some relief to our poor, poor listeners. What else did you learn this summer? What else, what else? Did anything else come out of, um, of D23 that, um, that, that maybe got overlooked or was that just the main thing in terms of, American
1: I don't, I land? don't think in the, yeah, uh, well, I mean, I guess there's the secondary thing that they were a lot more vague about, which was the fact that uh, a whole lot, I mean, to use their other giant franchise, uh, a whole lot more, uh, Marvel is going to be coming to the Disney California adventure park, Um, to some sort of extent of immersiveness, uh, but they they really gave zero specifics on what that means.
0: Yeah, I think think they'll just keep on teasing that forever because that, of course, is the Marvel way.
1: (laughs) yeah, Yeah, every ride ends with a little teaser for the next thing that makes no sense, but everyone goes crazy for it.
0: Yeah, I I haven't been down to the Guardians ride yet and I'm just assuming that actually happens <laughs> and that that's the thing people go for or like that they'll add one later. It's like, do you understand? Like they've added an extra like 30 seconds and it just is just just Thor breathing it, it showed, heavily.
1: They they actually did though. There's there's this like what, random it? mysterious Avengers hatch outside the ride. and Is this and... a
0: lost crossover? Is Damon Lindelof <laughs> responsible for this?
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it, essentially it showed up during the big unveil of the Guardians ride and nobody noticed that it was even going on because everyone was paying attention to the ride it was sort of like a failed publicity thing oh, how um,
0: dare they pay attention to the thing they came for and not to right, the ad exactly. to the next they, thing, was, are these Marvel these, fans? <laughs>
1: <laughs> they put up these like absurd like translucent <laughs> tent outside and they had all these like shield agents you know investigating this mysterious this hatch or whatever and like nobody noticed <laughs> uh, it was this whole happening that whatever but essentially w- whatever that is it's tying into the next thing
0: well good um good good on them for that and and maybe it'll get rid of a bug's lifeland which just yeah that seems likely no longer makes sense you know and if it means yeah Like, I don't, I don't know what that thing is doing there anymore. Um, okay. So, so some sort of maybe Avengers, you know, maybe there'll be like a become a shield agent, uh, immersive adventure, uh, and then get where you get stuck on an ABC show for five years of your career. Uh, you can't get out. Um, (laughs) Maybe they can turn, maybe turn the old Monsters, Inc. ride into that, into the like your career as an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. actor, um, which would just go back to the old Hollywood ride, right? You know, like just, just really bring it full circle. Bring the full circle.
1: Well, they did do. I I mean, this is sort of them playing with the idea. Over, I guess it was in June, um, just a couple of weeks before the expo happened out in Hong Kong Disneyland. They debuted this thing called Mission Dimensions of Danger. You know, one of those that doesn't mean anything names, Uh, but it's it's this like series. It's like a walkthrough immersive. Uh, marvel experience that each scene plays out and you're with an actor playing star lord or thor or uh, uh dr strange and and you do this little you know you interact a little bit and you talk to them and it's it's fully you know all the things that a, a great immersive experience should be and 10-15 minutes later you come out the other side feeling like you were actually you know part of that universe for a bit
0: Oh, that's cool. So, like, sort of like kicking up the Star Wars launch bay, go meet Chewbacca or Kylo Ren thing right. up a notch. So yeah, like, exactly.
1: It's very similar yeah. to that, but there's a lot more more interactivity to it.
0: Well, and that's that's an interesting line right there. Like, here's this here's this, um, and maybe a good metaphor for like those of us you know trying to talk to normies out there, which is. Um, you know, what is a one-on-one? Well, it's kind of like a character encounter, but you actually get to do something other than take a photo, you know? Right, like, right, exactly. Like, there's this, this whole paradigm of, go stand in line for an hour to meet Mickey, uh, and then Mickey just, like, kind of, like, waves and and giggles yeah.
1: unnervingly. <laughs> and, and maybe sings happy birthday to you.
0: Right, now that they have the fully animatronic head, which right, still exactly. freaks me out. <laughs> well, um, where are those
1: coming yeah um
0: haha I'm here, I'm here for you, oh God, <laughs> but, uh, um, but
1: people's reaction to this thing in in Hong Kong has been I mean to to that point it has been like they look at this and don't really know what to make of it. they're like, oh, is Disney trying to do an escape room, or what is this? you know, the same thing that people say about all these other things
0: yeah yeah well and 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 maybe maybe they'll they'll, they'll figure it out it's sort of fun that it's happening like outside of like the original parks, um, right, and that's 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 a whole there's a whole question about like you know how the, the global strategy has like impacted like trips to the, to the local parks, but the local parks wind up almost start becoming regional parks. I mean, anyway, that's, that's a whole rabbit hole. Maybe we'll talk about offline. Uh, all right. So you also, you spent some time at Midsummer Scream and at a, at another event that happened like not too long after that. So what did you sort of, what vibe
1: did you pick up? Uh, I mean, Midsummer is, is where uh, we spent some time together. So that was great. Mm, Um, That's right indeed um but i i mean midsummer was great i ha- i had a blast um it, the last time i went to i mean it wasn't really that event but it was the very first year of scare la um and you know since then they've sort of branched off into two separate conventions and i thought midsummer has grown into its own wonderful thing
0: yeah there's there's definitely just the the number of people who were there was was really really impressive, particularly for like the second year of a, a, of a conference, and the focus on sort of like the homebrew stuff was was really nice.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, I I did. Uh, I guess there were there were four you know quote unquote immersive uh, experiences being being touted there, and I I took part in three of them. Uh, a heretic is still a little little far for me. <laughs>
0: Yeah, the rep- the reputation on that show definitely uh, keeps me away. So
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I saw the results of of what their you know on sh- the show floor uh, thing was, and they people were just standing there like dazed and covered in blood. I was like, I don't need to spend the rest of my day that way.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's uh, it's, it's. I hear tales sometimes that like they've got the people behind it have some ideas about about doing shows that don't involve like that level or maybe even like just using the storytelling techniques, but not being horror. And so if they go and they do that, like, I'll be like, I'll be one of the first people online. It was like, I want to see like, I want to see their, their storytelling technique. But as everyone knows, like, it's just, it doesn't, as much as I love horror movies, as much as I love like a good, you know, mess with your head story, like there's, there's just a level of this stuff. No, like that's, that's not, that's not for me. I just agreed.
1: I, yeah, you know, uh, the, uh, the standout for me, though, amongst those was was sort of the I guess, resurgence of uh, of alone. Um, that was that was nice. That was actually one of the very first, you know, immersive things that I did many years ago. And it sort of opened my eyes to what that this this world could be. And so it was, it was like, Oh, yeah, we're, we're back here. That's that's good.
0: Yeah, that one was really, really interesting. Uh, And, and I mean that in the good, interesting, not the interesting, right? Um, Because there's, there's kind of a, there's kind of a ASMR, you know, stare at a TV screen filled with static thing, like vibe to what they, they managed to do to like get you into sort of a, a liminal state. And even then that's not exactly what you're doing, but it's, 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 you know, right. related if if it were. And, and that, that vibe that they hit, um, I think is, is a fascinating one. And well, especially looking... to
1: be able to, to, be able to uh, uh, accomplish that amidst the chaos of the convention, you know, I, oh, I did I did feel very, you know, small and, and isolated and I was, uh, you know, there were thousands of people around me. So that was effective. <laughs>
0: Yeah, because it was just like off to the side of the main of the main entryway, and mm-hmm. you know, at first you are like waiting, like okay, there is of the chaos of it, but then just they they're very good at at kind of processing you through and and creating stations that kind of and they did it in a small amount of time. So like there was right. a, there was sort of a prep area, and then there was like sort of the main thing that happened to you, and then they kind of popped you back out. But that that two step effect. Right. Like this, this idea of knowing that this is a journey that you're sending someone on, um, was really effective. Now you also went to, uh, like a industry conference, like,
1: yeah, it was, that, uh, the, it was from, uh, put on by the folks at Gantum who, who do a lot of, um, really cool sort of lighting, uh, related or interactive related, um, technologies in the haunt industry, mostly, Um, And they put on their first ever uh, leadership symposium that they called Innovation and Interactivity. Um, It was actually over at Knott's Berry Farm. And uh, it was it was really great for a first year event. They had a, a lineup of some excellent uh, keynote speakers, of which I was one of them. I hope I was excellent at least. <laughs> and uh, it seemed to go over well. And and you know we actually had uh, a couple of people from out here in Orlando, um, who who spoke well. I guess Central Florida, who spoke at that, and, and some folks from Knotts and, and others from the California scene as well. And it was you know really geared towards the, the yeah the educational learning growing. You you know building on each other uh, uh idea that is is good you know to to share what we've learned by doing all this
0: was there anything that particularly stood out in that symposium um in terms of like what you learned or or sort of where people are hanging lights towards
1: yeah yeah what was really interesting because it was more you know geared toward the haunt uh community it wasn't exclusively that but that was the majority of what was who was there um after the 6 of us sort of went through and we we all independently developed our our talks and somehow it formed this like beautiful flow this arc of of how to how are we taking you know what what is a traditionally very disconnected type of entertainment i'm talking about you know haunted houses you kind of walk through you get scared the end um and and adding levels of of storytelling and connection and emotion and and all of that to it um and I I guess a feeling of importance for the people who are going there and throughout our, our talks we we sort of hit all the the points going through them and then afterwards to hear the questions during the Q&A sessions uh or session afterwards that I feel like it was a good place that uh opened up a lot of eyes to doing something more than just processing bodies through a thing
0: yeah I mean that's that's sort of the funny thing about that industry um for from, you know, from the theme park side of things is that it the focus on you know how much of the herd how many cattle can we get through in an hour on the one hand those of us in the the theater side of this thing look and go like oh man this would be rad to like get more people through right but at a certain point and, and you know and you can feel it on on some You know attractions it's like oh no the whole point of this thing was just to like how many people could they shove through what's the minimal viable product right. You know and that and that just that just hurts.
1: It was really good to hear the the guys from from knots Talking about exactly this and the challenges the challenges that they face when they're talking to their You know superiors um, because they want to do all of these things They want you know to send one person through at a time and give them all the attention But then they've got people pounding on their door saying no we got to put through you know a thousand people an hour It's got to it's got to keep moving and the you know the fight that they have to to sort of create that balance
0: And that's, I mean, that's everything like for, for, for the whole field. And that's what's one thing that's exciting about bringing people together, uh, from across the disciplines is that everyone's looking at a different part of this puzzle and trying to figure out a way to solve it. And I figure if you have this many minds, unless it's an unsolvable problem, (laughs) if we have this many, if we have this many minds working on it. The the code is going to get cracked, and, right. and there's going to be some some golden ratio is going to be figured out.
1: Which I mean, it seems like you know, going back to the Disney thing, they're they're going to be going in two separate directions simultaneously with it. It's like Star Wars Land; they've got to keep it pretty simple and get those thousands of tens of thousands of people through. But hundreds then, of thousands? So you, sure. Well, <laughs> uh, tens of thousands a day. Yeah. Um, but then... Oh, I'll, you're
0: not an annual pass holder in Southern California. It's hundreds of thousands, baby. Right.
1: Right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, But then on the hotel side, I feel like they're going to limit the numbers by just jacking up the price tag and and sort of playing with the more, you know, one-on-one style. And that way, you know, if you're you're willing to shell out the bucks, you get that. Otherwise, you'll be one of the many, but still maybe just feel, you know, a taste of what that's like. Oh, yeah.
0: I'm gonna be so poor. All right, let's uh, let's zero in on your neck of the woods. Uh, it's been it's been quiet down uh, down in Florida and in the southeast in general. Um, from from what we can tell with our, our still uh, lightly seasoned um, spy network, but there's a few <laughs> things there's a few things on the horizon, and you might even have your hand in one of them. What's 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 coming up down there, man?
1: Yeah, um, it, it's it, things are starting to, to brew. It's nice to see, you know, the the independent uh, entertainment community starting to get their hands on um, what it means to have immersive experiences that aren't multi-million dollar uh, theme parks. So, um, you know, uh, for, for us, we are working on a new, uh, at Pseudonym Productions, we're working on a new experience um, to be, you know, revealed in the coming weeks ahead uh, for Halloween time. Um beyond that there's there's a, a couple of other folks who, who are, are working on let's see there's there's one um, that seems to be stemming its mythology out of the whole creepy pasta uh, side of things oh, cool. uh, yeah it's 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 building off of that and and a bit of a stranger things vibe um, for Halloween time I think that's gonna be debuting another week or two they're calling it uh, beasts of blackwood um, so I'm interested to check that out and see um, it's from a group that the, they call themselves make room real sort of uh, a fitting uh, uh, name for all of this sort of thing. That's a uh, very good name. That's yeah, a very good name. Yeah, definitely. So uh, I'll be checking that out soon and see what that's all about. Um, and then, you know, deeper on the horizon in October, there's a, an annual event that recently renamed itself to literally just be called Immerse. Um, and <laughs> right on the nose. Um, and and they're a little bit more mainstreamy. You know, in the past, they've involved like the, the ballet and Cirque du Soleil and things like that. Um, but they're, they're trying to find their footing as to what it means to take again it's like this it's a one-day event where thousands of people show up but then how do you give a a, a handful of them something a little more personal
0: well, it'll be interesting to see what they hit on this year so hopefully we'll get some some field reportage on that well we 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 dug into it i, I expected this to go for about like 12 minutes i think we went for like 22 which is it just fantastic lots to catch up on uh which just means like it's been too long since we had it on the show so uh we got to make this m- more more regular happy to do it anytime and you can find all that ricky does on inside the magic.net. he's also as mentioned uh, one of our mods at everything immersive our facebook group which you can find uh by going to everything uh but really seriously if a uh, theme park some pop culture are your thing um inside the magic.net dot is, uh, is perfect. Perfect for you. You should go. Uh oh, the bane came out. Um, hey, that was a that was like almost a show in and of itself, but we're not done. Oh no, we're not done. Gil Barron is coming up next, the CEO of Mind Show. I've known Gil for a couple of years now. Um, he's fantastic. This is going to be one of those interviews, but I want to. Gil's going to be the give you the pitch on Mind Show, but I'm going to sort of pre iterate it by. Uh, letting you know that, you know, the first time I went into their offices to go see it, I thought I was going to get one thing. I thought I was going to get like a, a, a story trigger based thing, you know, like I would, you know, look somewhere into a trigger story. And I was walking in being like, all right, you know, we're going to have this going to have this thing. It's going to be this thing. And, you know, it's going to be like choose your own adventure. You know what? That is not at all what was waiting for me. When I arrived, this is a fully functioning, um, you know, consumer mocap studio in a box with digital puppets that lets you make your own like animated shorts um, and lets you shoot all in camera. Uh, If you know anything about the pre-vis part uh, that happens in FX these days, there's a lot of the same tools are being used in this, and it's being given away for free on Steam this week. Like, if you own a Vive and you have a computer, which I guess you do if you own a Vibe. Remember the beginning of the show where I was like, I don't have the computer. Wah, wah. All right. Like, go on to Steam and download Mindshow. Now, if you don't have an HMD, if you don't have a Vibe, um, it won't do you any good, but you can go and go to Mindshow on YouTube and check a look. Check a look. Check a look. Check a look, fellow teens, at um, <laughs> what's going on what is going on my brain is failing because i'm just so excited also it's really hot um about the fact that Mindship's finally here. I've been waiting for them to release this. Like, I talked I talked to Gil, I talked to Jim, who's uh, the you know, lead interface design designer over there, and I'm just like, what? every time they show me an iteration of it, I was like, well, well, are you putting this out next week? And they're like, nope, we're still working on it. I was like, why? This is perfect. Just let me let people play with it. If you find, like, 10% of the people are like me, you got to hit on your hands. I'm like, nope, got to keep working on it. Well, they kept working on it, and it kept getting better. And... Uh, after this conversation between Gil and I, you know, we were talking about some stuff and I was like, well, you know, if you do this and he's like, Oh, Oh oh, yeah, we're doing that already. Come here. And he showed me, I was like, well, what do you know you're doing already? Uh, (laughs) Virtual reality is such a giddy making thing. um, If you've had the ability and the opportunity to experience room scale, but nothing for me is more giddy making in VR than mind show, because of the way it just creates space to play, to be free, and just engage with that pure imagination of make-believe the way we used to with our toys, the way we used to when we would go outside and play with our friends. We're going to play Spaceship. We're going to play... You know, monsters in cities, or gonna play uh, news team and breaking news. That's how it is. That's Mind Show. So, without further ado, and there's been a lot of ado so far, this is our interview with Gil Barron, the CEO of Mind Show. Here we go. <laughs> thank you for uh, letting me come up here to the 43rd floor um, <laughs> where we have a commanding view of Los Angeles we, we, we honestly do um, tonight's a big night for you because t- tomorrow when we're recording this is a big day yes um, for mind show but before we get into that and and what the big news of this week is for you um, I know my audience has heard me talk rhapsodically about mind show before but I I want you to tell people what Mindshow is. Like, what is it? What is what is the thing you have made? Got it.
2: Um, well, not so, just you alone, but like well, all it's, the people that's in group. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. a it's a, it's a team of incredibly talented uh, people, uh, an amazing uh, founding group, uh, a, a bunch of wonderful, incredible investors. Who, uh, if word got out that uh, that they're investors who are uh, both. Uh, ardent supporters and cheerleaders, and believe in moonshots and creativity and people. Uh, uh, oh, they'll probably put a hit squad out on me because it'll, it'll it'll besmirch the reputation. They're we're here for that with them, and they're they're like part of our team and our alpha community. Who we've been in closed alpha now for a number of months, and they've been making things with MindShow um, and helping us push this crazy dream of ours forward. So, it, you know, in a nutshell. Mindshow is a piece of software that, uh, used in conjunction with uh, an HTC Vive, which is a a room-scale VR uh, setup, allows you to create, animate, and share 3D animated content in real time. So you take over a character and control it with your body and your voice. You can do multiple characters. You can have your friends jump in, be other characters in the scene. You can save it you can reload it you can film it from inside of VR and share it outside of VR anywhere so the majority of people are watching the mind show created content on YouTube uh, also Facebook Instagram uh, people just sending it between themselves uh, and so really it's a it's a it's a it's a playground for creativity and play and playful creativity you know we really believe that um, shortening and collapsing the ba- the, the boundary between an idea and your ability to execute it is it's really one of the magical pieces of VR that we've leaned into to sort of get people back into this sort of native creative play state.
0: You know, one of the things I always tell people when I talk about Mindshow is that you know VR has been used a lot lately as a creative tool. It's mm-hmm. being used for visual artists, yep. <clears throat> it's being used by um, by musicians and I'm not a visual artist. I'm not a musician, but I have a performance background. And the first time I played in Mind Show, I was like, "Oh, finally a creative tool for me for someone who just goofs around for an actor, for a performer, but also for anyone who just likes playing make believe." It's yeah. like it's a. It was it's it's playing dress up. It's being a puppeteer.
2: It's 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 trying things. I apologize for jumping in. It's oh food. no, please. It's trying. Is, it's, this, I'm interviewing you. Yeah, it was, but it's but it's about it's about trying on play, right? Like as kids. You know, we we exist in this world of 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 creative, boundless imagination and play, Mm -hmm. and a reflection of that through the eyes of others and an engagement with those others. And I think over time, a lot of us unlearn these wonderful things, these levels of imagination, because we get mired in the day to day realities of our existence, the mundane, you know, the perceptually mundane surroundings, where we start to put semantic labels on things and stop living in these worlds of imagination and you know the beauty of VR is that it's a it's a magic teleporter I can go anywhere I can be anyone I can kind of do anything and to think that through the lens of a kind of you know a a, a grown-up puppet show we can get back in touch with that thing that we all natively have and that is that sense of creativity and play and that those are intertwined and are sort of two axes on this sort of continuum of communication. Yeah. And that's how we learn roles, that's how we learn who we are, that's how we learn how to imagine and how to dream. And, and, and I think that's something that, you know, we wanna put a little bit of that back in the world and make it not just the provenance of people who deeply understand tech. Yeah. You know, it's, 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 it's for everyone. Well, and that's
0: something interesting about your own path to this point, in that you have a VFX background, mm-hmm. so maybe maybe you could share a little bit about your journey to yeah, Mind sure. Show, because because it's like, oh yeah, this sounds cool, and like, okay, so there's like a digital puppet thing. blah, 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 blah. <laughs> like, who, who are these weirdos who are making right, it?
2: Right, right, and 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 also the 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 much leaned on like there's no substitute for experience. You know, you know, pictures are worth a thousand words, and experience, and infinite. Mm-hmm. You know, and that doing as much as we talk about mindshow we'll still sound like we took crazy pills before we did the interview and, oh, yeah. <laughs> and 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 maybe even you know after someone has tried it they'll feel like they took the crazy pills too but it, there's no substitute for that experience but you know my personal journey was uh, i saw star wars when i was 6 years old and i looked at the screen afterwards and i, I think i watched it probably 50 times the summer that that, that summer and uh, I knew that I wanted to do that. And what that was for me was was magic. It was the magic of again being somewhere else with someone else in this imaginary space um, where there were these incredible, you know, visions and, and 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 experiences and stakes. And that, you know, that that what I found and it was, it, 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 I really realized it as we were making Mind Show later was, you know, one of the first things that I did when I went home was I started drawing mm. pictures of the things that I had seen and then making new stories with those things. And then I went out, my friends and I, we went, because uh, I went with my, my, my dad the first time, and I went with some friends the second time. And then immediately we went out on our bicycles on the street and got to play different characters in the movie and were sort of improvising and doing all of these things. And 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 so I knew I wanted to do that, and that you know it, uh, I never kind of veered off that trajectory and then I taught myself to program computers uh and then uh, got a job at a place that had a silicon graphics workstation uh sort of uh doing i t work so I could learn that and moonlight it and and uh then I started uh just making three d graphics because I was just so enamored with the idea that I could. Type in some code and tell a computer to make a picture for me, and I could animate those by doing sequences of code. And uh, so I got kind of further and further down the wormhole. And we were really at that time, you know, this is the this is the 90s. Um, yeah. Which ages me just saying that. Um, oh, don't worry. <laughs> I
0: I I look at uh, the release dates on Nine Inch Nails albums and it's it <laughs> so sad. You're
2: like you're like I remember when that came out and yeah. I was in line at the record store. Um, and <laughs> record store kids—that's where they used to sell <laughs> records. Um, so I uh, I I started uh, teaching myself to use those, those those computers and to make those images, and then eventually uh, got a job, sort of uh, shoehorned my way into starting to work on feature films uh, and doing visual effects, uh, on, you know, at that point it was kind of any movie with visual effects was kind of a crazy wild ride. Uh, and then, uh, the late nineties, I went and worked with a tremendously talented group of people on the first Matrix movie, uh, at an abandoned naval, uh, uh hangar up in Alameda across the bay from San Francisco. And, uh, was the, the original theater was a broom that was basically duct tape trash bags uh, hanging from rafters. And uh, and yeah, we ended up uh, doing something that I think we're all incredibly proud of, right? And I, I was the, 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 the 3D uh, technical lead on the bullet time sequences. So I did all the bullet wakes, uh, the 3D for those and helped define the look and uh, then went on to help uh, grow Method Studios, uh, which uh, we did a for over a decade, we did a lot of the cutting edge Super Bowl commercials. So, we did the Toyota trucks getting blown up or eaten by the Loch Ness Monster, and all you know, untold sort of crazy like you have to be insane to try and do that kind of visual effects. And I kept on moving in that trajectory and being really fulfilled by these images. But, man, oh man, is that hard work! Yeah. And rewarding and fulfilling. But, you know, old bones, like after a while, you, you kind of, you know, you, you realize that, you know, you can't, you can't live your life on 140 hour weeks. And, 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 and to, to be fair too, like, you know, the, I can, I can, I can lean on the matrix creatively, but like, you know, I've worked on enough other projects where I probably, you know, wouldn't reference them. Um, and, you know, it takes a lot of, it, it takes a lot of people sometimes to make something that's not great. Right, and that that, that, sure. that ends up that way too, and you know, particularly when there are mortgages involved. Yeah, in exactly. You do and, you know, the, you the, the kids, the things and you do, food, yeah. and all yeah. these things, and you know, you're always trying to make something better and 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 for me it was always this sort of like spark of creativity uh, trying to make something new and something impossible and make it feel like it was possible or plausible
0: right because for those who i mean i think most of the people who are are listening are are uh, there's, there's an age range here but like maybe they saw maybe some of them saw you know the matrix when they were kids but i was literally thinking this like just two days ago like there was that, that period of time between, like, when The Matrix came out and, and Columbine, which was, like, only 21 days, was maybe, like, the last time I had, like, unabashed, um, you know, just pure optimism <laughs> right. for, for the world because it seemed like anything was possible, yeah. right? And it was, like, right before Columbine, right before uh, episode one, right before all the bad stuff started happening, yeah, not that those things are co-equal, yeah. uh, but, you know, there, th- that going in to see that movie and... I went in not knowing what to expect and being literally just being like all uh, Keanu Reeves is an action movie, whatever. And I'd seen like Bound, which was like the the, the, the first, yeah, yeah, their previous film. And I was like, well, that was a good indie film. Like I'll give it a shot, right. you know. And we you, we sat down in, like, the, maybe one of the smallest theaters at the AMC 1000 in San Francisco oh, on yeah. opening night. And it was, like, three quarters full, you know, a lot of goths in there because yeah. it's like, oh, they made a movie for us.
2: It's yeah, so The future is dark and sticky. Let's go. Yeah, exactly,
0: exactly. And uh, just just the electricity that, that hit the room, uh, you know, when he wakes up out of the pod. Like, you just feel everyone going, like, what, what the, the hell, hell is going there? on? So by the time we got to bullet time... Um, we were already gone. And we didn't even think that, like, it could, like, get any better. And it just kept getting better. And that was maybe the last time that... I mean, I'm really trying to wreck my head here if I think about, you know, because, like, you know... The Bat- Nolan Batman movies didn't do this same thing in terms of showing you something new that's possible. Or, or, or well, I think you know. it's the it's
2: the it's the meta it's the it's the sort of meta meta, yeah. right? Like the, the interesting thing about the Matrix. I was having this conversation the other day as well is like the Matrix came out around the same time, you know, just on the heels of the smartphone, right? yeah. The iPhone. Um, and, and, oh, no, or not the iPhone? No, 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 sorry, yeah, the, no, the, the, the Blackberry. The, the Blackberry, yeah, right? Yeah, and yeah. It was I like, it was like another ten yeah, years sorry, away, and, but but like this this the, the, this sort of ubiquitous communication device, right? Yeah. That would open up these portals and these doors and this sort of like. Again, kind of like wormhole views.
0: It was one of the first movies that, like, you know, had not a hashtag, but it was like, you know, whatisthematrix.com. Right. That was on the poster. That was one of the first, you know, 10 movies or something that had a poster with a web. And we, and you giggled at it, like, yeah. ha ha ha, they're putting right. the, this is going to be dumb. This is going to go away in a year, cut to 20 years later. Well, and,
2: it, and just that great thing of like, I feel like there was a, there was a, there's a moment, <laughs> there was a moment in college, I think, for a lot of people where all of a sudden you, uh, maybe high school for some where you 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 have a moment where you actually question reality you know you just all of a sudden you like recognize that the constructs that were the sort of like mm-hmm. chomsky and kind of like you know reference points that we've all kind of agreed upon mm-hmm. and i feel like the The power of that particular movie was the sort of coupling of that the sort of meta meta ideas with the meta meta visuals that hadn't really been seen before. Yeah.
0: Form the, and content merged up to to make something. To
2: make something where you're in that moment truly transported and challenged, right? You've got to like you start to ask those, uh the, the I, I think like Nolan's Memento does that a bit, you know, where you're sort of like, Which oh, totally. reality am yeah. I in? There was a there was a really awful B movie or no grey mo- B movie I should say. Um <laughs> that was a that was um it was called Brain Dead with um, oh. uh, both Bill Pullman and Bill Paxson, one of the... the oh, God. Those. The bills. And, um, and But they do they do a thing in there where you're never quite sure if the protagonist is awake or dreaming, and they keep switching states. Oh. And so there's a kind of... Oh, yeah. There's a sort of like...
0: I've had dreams like that. Yeah. It's really messed up.
2: It's that kind of like lucid dream within a dream where all of a sudden you lose track of which version... Have you ever had one of those? Version. It's crazy.
0: It's really weird. And,
2: and, and I feel like that's... It's sort of like long way around. That's kind of VR, right? Like that's part of the trip of VR is that when you really feel somewhere somewhere else and potentially someone else um, and then you come back into reality, there's a little bit of boundary testing, a little bit of reality check, right? Where you're like, yeah. ooh, is, is is this thing real? And when we walked out of the matrix, I feel like that was – and it was different for me I think a little bit because I was so immersed in it mm-hmm. but surrounded by people because my friends – I not left my my house my apartment for like a week and a half and I was <laughs> eating to go food and my sweats and they're like you're coming to the premiere and um we went to like the midnight show and and as we we're walking out you know everyone was buzzing and I think, not just with the energy of the movie, but then looking around at the world around them with that little bit of question, yeah, right? It's that sort of meta meta of like all of a sudden now that experience of that movie has transcended into my real life, yeah. and forced me to ask the same questions I was asked in the movie theater well, and when
0: when art really works, it sort of does this stripping away thing and like gives you another set of eyes to see the world with and the, one of the things that's exciting about Immersive, be it physical or digital, is that baked into the form, yeah. right? Like, and this is why when people, I've, I've been seeing articles lately, particularly when people are like starting to like, oh, the VR cycle's dead, VR, whatever, and it's like, you know, oh, so you're excited about immersive stuff, but like, go to go to a normal th- piece of theater, you'll find yourself immersed, and I'm like, you're missing the point. <laughs> like, this stuff is if if it's doing what it's supposed to be doing the 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 agency it provides you with even if it's a, a just a tiny slice of agency manages to to alter your relationship to the fictional world that mm-hmm. you're in and in altering your relationship to the fictional world it automatically draws into question your relationship with the real world right questions of like what am I missing? You know, what is in front of me? What does it mean to focus on something? You know, you know, what is possible? What could
2: be there? Like it's that, it's that, it's the, it's the sort of, you know, the, 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 the beauty of the hang time of improvisation is the possibility of what comes next. And I I feel like, I feel like that's the, 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 that's the place again where like, you know where kids live where they're just in that moment and so they're, they're 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 purely there and imagination is unbounded so i can project any kind of reality i want into that moment into that space into that engagement or that connection
0: and, and what's kind of cool with what you guys have done with with the software is that you've just lowered the barrier of entry right you know and, and you the the act of putting the mask on, of putting the headset on, automatically, you know, blinds you to any sort of social right. shame, right? You can't right. see people giggling <laughs> at you, right. so you're like, you're gonna to do whatever. Um, and that was that was actually thinking about it, like in that first wave of like interest in VR. There's so much emphasis on how dumb people looked while they were wearing it, as if as if a way to like sort of naturally to shame people to out, try
2: and negate to try and negate the value of like yeah. of like like let yourself go let yourself go yeah. have fun be playful like yeah you know, we, we there's a little talk about this sort of VR smile right you put the headset on start to have a great experience and you get a you know of this you know, this wonderful smile that persists when you take the headset off if you bring it back to the world yeah and so you know like why not be a little bit like like loose and what we've seen one of the things we've seen with mind show is that you know when you do it with friends and you have Friends over, and you can kind of pass the headset around. And I encourage you to use lens wipes and 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 and, uh, and, and wet wipes and such. Yeah. Um, wet that, on, well, dry off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But the, the the there is a sort of communal energy that you can create around that, where like when you give yourself permission amongst amongst friends to be playful, and you take that sort of judgment off. And especially, you know, by putting the headset on, you can kind of blind a little bit to it. One of the wonderful things about Mind Show, and one of the really kind of really profound moments for me was to, to embody a performance where it was me and then to step outside and watch my performance back, Yeah, right? And so to be able to see myself and then to be able to become another character in the same scene reacting to myself, I hugged myself. That was, I think, the first self-hug in VR. And we have physics interaction, so the characters you know, reacted uh, properly. But then I got to step back and see that and, and really sort of take in the sort of absurdity and silliness and me and sort of and take my own meaning from it. But also with the idea that, like I didn't care how I looked outside the headset. It doesn't matter. yeah, you know, and 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 why should I? Yeah. you know, uh, the, the, like uh, it's okay to have a little permission, like I think that's the thing about our lives and about our worlds, and especially the always on digital existence is like, we're kinda of always performing. Mm. Right. And oh, you know, yeah. like 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 there's this there's a thread about like, you know, oh if you don't do improv then mind show isn't for you. And it's thinking, well, you improv every day of your life. We're improving this conversation right now, right? Very true. Um, so if you talk to other people, if you type on it on a on a on a comments thread or a chat forum or Reddit or anywhere else, you are improvising. You are an improviser. That is part of being human is being in a moment. And reacting to that moment. And you have your choice about how you want to react to any given moment or any given sort of, you know, impetus or stimuli. And, you know, one of the things that we hope with Mindshow is like that that can be playful. And that can be meaningful. And that can be joyous. And that could, you know, by giving you that safe space to do that um, and to really engage with it, to really, again, jump literally inside the character and then jump out of yourself. And see yourself back, see the reflection of that, and see the reflection of that in other people.
0: And it is really incredible that it's it's instantaneous. And the first time I got to play around with it, you know, I was sort of bowled over by the fact that you guys had taken a couple of you know Vive lighthouses and made a motion capture stage effectively. And like, yeah, you know, like the the legs are just tracking based on when your head where your head is, and there's some stuff about the elbows, but you're you quickly learn what the limitations of the of the characters are and so you you lean into that and it's like wearing a costume that, you know, has a lot of boning in it or something. Yeah. You understand like, oh I've got this much freedom of range of motion. That's the first thing you do is like, like, oh do you check your hands? Like, okay, where am I? What am I looking what does my body look like now? and then you go and you do something and then you quickly see and then you like all right i'm going to add some more stuff into it i'm going to start riffing on what's going on and you you build up this this scene and for for the pedigree of this thing to be your your history in vfx for for so many of the other people in the studio where they're coming from and like the kind of design work they've done and you've built this creation tool, and now you're going to be handing it over to the public. There's there's a little something – I mean, people sometimes accuse me of getting really overhyping stuff or getting too excited. But there's something a little Promethean about taking this tool and sort of you're, you're stealing the fire from the gods and handing it over to, like, mortals. Because I know I couldn't make a piece of machinima. You know, and and not knowing how to, not having the skills, has always taken a little bit of the, the luster off enjoying machinima. Right. And now here's this here's this tool where, if, if if I've got the character design, I can I can make it. Yeah, I can do it. I well, can start and, playing. And, around.
2: and you and you can start playing around like even within what's there. Like we've given you the, we've given you enough clay to start being playful and to start being creative in that sandbox. Um, and, and and I dare say he even goes beyond tool because often at times a tool is for craftsmen, yeah. right? Uh, and 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 to, for people who have a specific goal and or need. And I think here the. Goal and/or need is to be playful and/or to yeah. be creative and to explore, and so it's more of a toy.
0: Y- y- but 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 not like the oh, it's a toy. But like it's funny. I was flipping in your in your your lounge area. There was the old uh, the book about uh, the top Star Wars cards. Yeah, and I flipped on the back and it said, you know, we had a little ad for the Kenner toys, and it said other long playing toys. And I was thinking about it. I was like long playing toys, and I thought about how much I played with my Millennium Falcon and my X wing. Like yeah, those were long playing toys. And I was like that's appropriate to be. Yeah, mine shows like a long playing. Like Like, I mean, they keep coming back. Like Lego, right? Like I
2: mean, that's 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 I I I I think one of the great joys of. Uh, uh, of children is getting to revisit your childhood through different lenses and like like playing with legos now with my kids uh, is such a different experience and yet s- so familiar and rewarding yeah. um and like you said long playing like you know i won't i won't age myself but you know it certainly <laughs> it's certainly they 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 it's it's pretty awesome to 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 see and to partake in and i think you know that immediacy of creation you know uh, which you get that tactile creation with Lego is like the same thing we want to empower with Mind show, right? Like you know, to go back to the sort of you know my my pedigree and also like my co-founder Johnny Ross, who you know spent years creating amazing uh, you know uh, commercials and music videos and 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 you know uh, the sort of really incredible, groundbreaking visual kind of art, you know Mm -hmm. that had a point and a purpose and 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 a point of view, a narrative to tell, and. You know the craft that went in for him on that side, and the craft that went in for me uh, on the visual effects side, and also the the making, right? All the all the stuff that goes on underneath it is so laborious, and you have to be obstinate and stubborn, and 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 willing to crawl across broken glass to get to the other side, in the hopes that the result is 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 good and meaningful to other people, right? Because that's one of the reasons you make uh, any sort of creation, and we wanted to take that and collapse that to be almost invisible so that you could mm-hmm. just play and create and we could take the risk off and the burden of, you know, it doesn't, you you can take three months to make something, but you can also just make something in three minutes yeah. and then it's three minutes and then you share it and someone can watch it as you're ma- iterating on the next version. Like it, it's that it's that dynamic and that real and the affordance of like, taking this giant construct that involves all these people and all these moving parts and all this technology and all the money and time to create 3D animated content, which, like, I love Pixar movies. I love those. And I, I you know, I, but I also love South Park, these beautiful characters that got created with, you know, construction paper, cardboard on a, you know, on, on a camera stand. And, you know, for us, like, we're not we're not putting the value... Uh, we're putting, we're, I would say, we're putting the value on your ability to, on our ability to shorten the time between idea and execution, and that we want to make that real time. We want to make that dynamic. We want to make that reactive, so you can just go in and play. I, 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 sometimes just go in there just to play around and kind of like de-stress myself.
0: Oh yeah. Well, and you guys, you've been boiling this thing for a while now. You've been baking it. And I mean in so many of the iterations I've seen, I was like, oh, like I was I've always been like, Oh, you guys could drop this tomorrow, it'd be fine. And like you like you waited and you waited. But this is the week where you dropped it. Yes. Like by the time this airs, it'll have been out on like Wednesday. Yep. Um it's Tuesday night when we're recording. So, so we're talking about the future in the we're past. Talking about the future in the past. I know I it's always it. weird. Or we're in the past talking about the yeah. it, <laughs> I try not to think too hard about too it. Too meta. I, I will break my brain. <laughs> but what what is happening this week? What, what, what will, what's happening tomorrow that will have just happened for everybody? Got it. So, um, so mind show,
2: mind show will have gone live. Uh, we are releasing it for free, uh, so that anyone with an HTC Vive, uh, would be able to, uh, go and download it. We'll be, we'll be launching live, uh, on the, uh, on the Steam store. Um, and then, uh, coming, coming soon thereafter, uh, to a couple of other uh, venues of Viveport, for example. Um, and you'll be able to download it and play with it and make things with it and film those things from inside VR and share them outside of VR. And we will be launching new content inside Mindshow every day for the next 30 days. So every time you put it on the headset, there'll be new things to try and to play with, uh, new shows to, uh, to watch and explore and remix and make your own, uh, and that it's sort of a kind of crazy grand experiment as we take this thing that we've sort of nurtured a really amazing uh, alpha community as we've been in closed alpha for a number of months and iterating on the product and really you know listening to the feedback and and, and, and you know moving the moving the vision forward with the product and now we're pushing it out into the pushing the bird out of the nest and uh, you know letting people uh, anyone who wants it go get it you know um, and we're also at the uh, IMAX VR centers, so people who don't have the Vive can go there to try it. Um, and, yeah, I, I mean, we, we've been floored by the Alpha community's creativity, the way that they, you know, will take something, and we try and let go of our own idea of how things are going to be and play, and we just keep getting surprised and, uh, in wonderful ways by the creativity of the community, the way they make us laugh uh, and the ways they make us laugh. And, and, and it's just, it's been amazing to see and to, to hear the feedback where people you know tell us, I didn't think I could create content like this. Mm. I always thought that there was gonna be this barrier between me and something like this. And so you know the, to hear that we've collapsed that and we've gotten them to a place where they feel comfortable creating and then sharing those creations is amazing and tremendous. And what, a, what an incredible opportunity. Um, and, you know, I think, too, you know, one of the things that we're really excited about, you know, there was a lot of talk in the early days, and we were certainly part of the conversation about the early days of VR. I say that's the dog years, you know, three and a half years ago. Um, but, you know, about storytelling. How is storytelling going to work in immersive space in 360? And I know you and I have had, you oh, know, plenty m- of many, many, many long-drawn-out yeah. conversations about that. And, and you know, one of the one of our core sort of theses is that, people will tell us how storytelling works in 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 immersive space like by you know by putting this out there without the sort of putting rules on it we're going to find out wonderful surprises and people are going to break it in interesting ways and people are going to find new dynamics for storytelling uh that come with this new medium and with this new you know with mind show that again uh, we had a we had a uh, Emily Maya Mills, who's a wonderful uh, improv uh, artist and and a teacher at uh, at UCB, came in and did a uh, did a yes and improv with herself, <laughs> and she was like, I don't that it would never have occurred to me that that would even could be a thing. Yeah, right. Because it's just not. Well, of course, that's insane. You're too crazy I, pills.
0: I keep getting excited about this thing getting in the hands of improvisers, puppeteers, immersive creators. Um, you know, I'm I, I don't have a rig myself, or like I'd be like taking it over to the houses of, of some of the the friends uh, in the immersive scene and being like, let's let's have a play night, yeah, you know? and like let's let's have you guys like screw around in here and, and make something, because one just be fun to see. Two, on the share side of things, it's like. Yeah, then you can like dump it out into like YouTube, and people yeah. can like watch the thing that you made, or or people who have the the headset they can like be see. in that world yeah. with you, yeah, with see, you, see how see how you approach. And and right now, like so everyone knows, like the the Virtual Mind Show that exists, you know, it's it's couch co op, yep. if you will. Yep. So like you can have people, you know do the pass the helmet thing. In, in in time, I imagine the roadmap is, you know, other forms of collaboration yeah, in time. Absolutely. But this isn't, this isn't like, one of those, there's, there's a few, like, social VR things that exist where it's, like, multiple avatars in spaces. And, and I got to admit, every time someone's, like, you know, brought that to me and been, like, excited about it, I've been, like, all, I don't care about a chat room with a clunky avatar, but, like... You, you what you guys are delivering to people is like a whole character costume closet you know like you you get all these characters you get all these sets to play with um and then you can start start making little things shows little yeah. little 3d cartoons and on any on of your those own. pieces
2: of content can be remixed can yeah. be revisited so i can go in and add to what you've done or i can change it yeah. and it opens up this incredible new possibility of C- collaboration without a defined endpoint. Yeah, like the whole exquisite corpse thing. Yeah, going on, you know? and like at each and each point of inflection can be its own end, yeah. but it doesn't stop there. That's one of the really kind of crazy exciting things about it is that because we're built on a uh, on top of a, a game engine, we. There's no render time, so everything's happening effectively in real time. But it also means that the iterations and the way we built the system, where we can go back in and play with things again, like Lego blocks, and um, uh, you know, uh, mix and match. And and and, you know, for us, seeing one of the things that's been really great is to see what happens, what different people do with the same ingredients, and how Mm. unique the. And not only the end result is but the performance itself, is that you can see the person inside the character, and what we've seen even in our own offices, are you know different people. You start to get this these muscles of the ability to sort of embody different characters in different ways, yeah. and it starts there's sort of this great emergent behavior of like you know I know I know for myself there are certain characters like when I go in them I have my kind of like that's where I go to with them. And then I can kind of take a step back and go, oh, I'm going to try a different flavor of this. And we, yeah. we think of our, of our you know, like puppets is, a, is definitely a sort of an, a, an analogy point, but we, we think of them as um, actors who are playing different roles and we're letting you be those actors in those roles. Well, and to
0: get theater nerdy here for a second, there's also, because they have faces and they often have very particular faces, there's there's an element of mask work yep. to it. And, you know, I, I, I had two different pathways into mask work one was uh with with my teacher uh in college yuki goto uh who who'd come out of the um oh my god he come, i think i think coming out of the buto tradition and we did a lot of neutral mask work and then we did character mask work as well and there's there's a whole and the other thing was out of uh, a lot of keith johnstone's uh kind of theories on mask mm-hmm. work and there's something about um the masks kind of suggest they have a soul, right? Yeah. The masks themselves have a soul. And so you put on the mask and you start taking on characteristics of the mask. And you can even sometimes see, you know, the same people, different people react the same way to the same yeah. mask. And I don't mean that in an established, like, oh, here's a Batman mask. You right. know? Like, just like, and kind of amorphous, like, it doesn't have a name, but it has these striking features. Maybe it's, maybe it's, Uh, face is melted down so that its jaw kind of like holds out to the right and it's kind of craggy and and there's a droopy eye and like it gets into your body because it's suggesting like something that happened to it and it's not even it's never an intellectual process it's never like it's an emotional one exactly it's visceral it's it's you feel your way through it and it's baked into the design and that's the thing that gets me excited about like all of this stuff across the board is that these are not Intellectual processes. Mm. These are visceral things that you can affect by thinking about them, by altering factors, by testing things out and wondering, okay, what if I do this? What if I do that? What if I shoot it from here? That's the beauty of the visual arts and sciences. But at but at the end of the day, the effect it creates and the thing that guides you in creation and, and in consumption of this is the visceral. It's, it's the heart.
2: Yeah. Right? It's the heart and the heart leads the mind. And, and I think that's the... You know, I, I've been I've been spending a lot of uh, time. I think as we discussed of late, with uh, you know, uh, reading some of John Cleese's uh, treatises on, on on creativity and the and the, the idea of you know uh, spontaneity and um, and and juxtaposition and the notion that the open space of play creates the springboard for creativity, which allows you to have breakthroughs. And that 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 sort of like, you know, the that the 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 openness with the collision of juxtaposition and the boundaries, like you say, like even the idea of, oh, I'm putting on this mask and therefore there's a boundary to the definition, I still get my persona through there and I still get something to react with and to. Yeah. And I think that that that, that sort of reactive uh, engagement is really Potent and powerful, and again, something that I, you know, it's a reflection of, uh, of of self and other, and in a way that mirrors, again, what I think what we do nature naturally as children, like the, you know, the idea of like, hey, I don't know you, here's a stick, let's go play, you know, <laughs> and 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 going off in there and and finding your voice and truth in that moment, and and then and then in this case, being able to then amplify it and, and share it out.
0: Yeah, and there's. There's something about the moment we're living in where there it, it feels like the world is is shrinking down in in not great ways, uh, and that there's this need for a space to drop into in order to in order to dream again in yeah. order to see see different horizons um, to imagine that, possibilities to like yeah. to think about I mean
2: you know my hope is you know there's this sort of and it's, it's happened less and less lately. I think when we first started in VR, I got a lot of questions about sort of, you know, the dystopian future, which is, you know, funny given the sort of, you know, matrix and, and, that, and that, whole, that whole thing. But like the, you know, is it going to be a bunch of isolated people, in you know, a Ready Player One, right? A bunch of isolated people living in a horrible world, uh, you know, uh, putting on headsets to try and find, you know, the magic of existence. And, you know, there's a part of me that really hopes that, like, sort of igniting imagination, maybe we take the headsets off and sort of reconnect a little bit with the magic that is actually in the world.
0: Well, I think it's a matter of whether or not you... It's interesting because it's, it's it's a thing that's going on in the kind of long-form theater world for immersive right now with people kind of re-engaging with the alternate reality experience or the alternate reality game being very excited about that. But some of them, like the book... The book never closes like the book is just open 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 for for weeks and months on end and you never know when it's going to come through and there's a fatigue that's happening it's almost if like the the thing that charges people up about this stuff which is that they enter another world they they interact with parts of themselves they don't normally get to interact with and they come back out of it refreshed you know which is a very you know that there's there's a way to look at that almost through a religious lens it's like you go you go through the ritual you know, you've reconnected with yourself. Now you got to go back into the mundane world and and carry that lesson with you. Well, if the magic circle's never closed, if the portal to Narnia, you, know, <laughs> you don't step back out, then you just, you're in there all the time and you don't bring it back forward. Yeah. And that's one of the things that's really magical about the VR when you take the headset off and you readjust to reality. And hopefully you bring... Some of that back with yeah. you, which is like you know that's there's the hero's journey. You yeah. you go out, you go into the other world, you you steal fire from the gods, and then you bring it back to. Damn morals. it, we can't ever escape the basic story. No, you can't. Uh, no, but it, can. but it is
2: it is that like I, I totally that's that's you know I think if we're doing something meaningful then hopefully that's what that's how it manifests right is that i you know you take the you take the headset off and you bring a little bit of that with you yeah. right and then well, like the smile yeah you the smile mention, like, the smile you bring in the, the smile. vr small and yeah. that and that the you that it sparks again when you're outside the headset then you can think about well what would i do next time when i go in there what might i try and what surprises might i find or how would i do that differently and then when i see what you've done that's a that's a sort of you know one way to look at it is a challenge another way you know like another way to look at it is, 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 is sharing, right? Like sharing can be challenging and and in great ways where it's like, I see what you've done and I'm like, Oh man, I, I would never have thought of that. I I should, Oh, I know what I would do with it now. And then that becomes that sort of, you know, uh, whether it's exquisite corpse or even just sort of creative collaboration. It's this idea of passing ideas around and leveling each other up, uh, through that collaborative creative process. Uh, and, and I think that's, too, where we've spent a lot of energy with Mindshow trying to make it really uh, diverse so that when you go in there, you can find something that is for you. And so, you know, it's not, it's not uh, you know, it, I think that's one of the sort of e- easy throwaways is to say like, oh, VR is for gamers and I'm not a gamer. Um, and and and, and I, I'm, I'm a gamer. I love games. Uh, and 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 we're making something that's not quite a game. Uh, and that you know the, the the idea that you can go in and play, but without you know I'm not I'm not killing someone. There's no points. Yeah. I can just play. Uh, and then I can come back out of that, and when I go to play, I can find something that is representative of me, whether I'm, you know, uh, w- regardless of my you know, ethnicity, my gender, uh, I can be anthropomorphic so I can jump into a cat and make that cat be what I want. And I can. There's a stoned
0: Twinkie. Yeah. Or, uh, or a, a snack, a snack cake. cake. There you go. Sorry. Um, my but words, the, not his. The, the, my uh, words uh, the <laughs> uh,
2: but, like, but, but, or, like, or Heavy from Team Fortress, who is a game character, and, like, you know, again, like, you can take a character that you've played the game forever and come in and... Embody that character and go in in completely a wonderful other directions. We had uh, one one creator who made a heavy's lament lamenting Overwatch, uh, another very very popular game, having stolen his wife, and he was doing an operetta on the on the comedy <laughs> stage um, and a really wonderful musical about that. And uh, That's just <laughs> It's just weird. It's weird and it's awesome and it's crazy and like. What other universe could that ever exist in? And yeah. when you're heavy, you're seven foot some odd inches tall, and you see the world from that perspective. Yeah. And then when you jump into um, into Sourpuss the cat, you're three feet tall, and you see the world from that perspective. And like the, the the inherent sort of, like you said, the sort of embody magic embodiment magic of that, like it's putting on the mask, but literally becoming that. And like you know, to see the world from three feet tall is interesting and different.
0: Yeah well and that, that that's a whole part of immersive as a form that i think that it, again is baked into whether it's physical or digital this idea of we're going to take you we're going to put you into a point of view that you don't normally experience and that's that's something that a lot of of creators explore and i think in a world where so much of the world is tailored to us so much of the world is it, it, cause it's funny, cause like there is a line in the theater stuff right now where it's like we're gonna really try, and like you know, you make this specific to you. And there's something exciting about that. But at the same time, that's chasing exactly what Facebook does. That's chasing the idea of the algorithm. I'm gonna I'm gonna curate a perfect experience for you, Gil. Mm-hmm. For me, Noah. The other way to do it is I'm gonna take you. I'm gonna plug you into an entirely foreign, different point of view, I'm going to plunge you into that, I'm I'm not going to tell you the rules, I'm not going to, I'm going to let you figure out from contextual clues what your role is. And that's, there's something, because of like the, sometimes in the, in the blank canvas mode of mind show, there's definitely that. Yeah. In the little original tutorial you guys have, it's like a, a starship captain and an alien, and you start off and you get to see the starship captain, you know, react to something, and then suddenly... You're made to embody the alien, and you realize, oh, they're embodying, oh, they're reacting to me. Yeah. Now, in a classic improv game, I've got to justify the qualities with which I'm being endowed, which is that I'm scary, and uh, they don't understand what I'm saying. <laughs> so, like, I, you know, go for it. Yeah. And it gives you permission to go for it, and there's there's no explicit instructions there. Right. There's and no. There's no
2: fail state. There's no wrong. There's no
0: wrong. There's no fail state. And there's there's nothing where it doesn't it doesn't say it doesn't give me a brief of like you are an alien and you are doing it's it's from what the other character, which at some point was another performer, was doing.
2: Dana. So Dana Gould uh, did the voice performance on that, and and uh, he was a executive producer with Simpsons. He has a great show on IFC called Stand Against Evil. Great comedic performer, and he really, I think, nailed it in that moment because it is that you. It's kind of a you know uh, tropey from the sort of you know, you know space you know show kind of theme, but you can play it on character. You can play it against character. Like some people turn it into a love story. Some people turn it into a fish out of water. <laughs> others play it straight on point and have fun just smashing things up. Um, and and you, there's con like it's amazing to see kind of constant evolution and new iteration on it, where you it just sort of because it's kind of open door there's not there's also not a clear kind of end state so like yeah you know um we were running through a a newer version of our build you know ahead of release testing new versions and running through that 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 onboarding and uh johnny just echoed back everything the character said as he said it almost mocking him <laughs> right but as the alien and i hadn't i mean i've seen thousand people do the demo i'd never seen that one before and it was really funny and it was like and it's one of those things that's so like like i think it's the it's those moments where you can have multiple moments of well of course you could do that and that would be funny but like that somebody else did it and then you get to watch it and they'd see it actually play out in real time because he'd never done that before either. Yeah. And he just went for it and tried it and it worked. And again, it was that weird thing of like, we were watching him in VR, do, you know, we were not in VR and he was and he was doing it and it was an audience, but he was also there for himself because he was in the headset with headphones. So he really didn't know how we were reacting and we were all kind of in stitches. Um, it, it was pretty awesome.
0: It really is. I mean, there's so much... We're gonna we're gonna wrap in a second, but I gotta I gotta wax a little philosophical here. There, there's so much bad juju in the in the VR space right now. There's there's so much poo pooing going on, and it drives me nuts because we've barely scratched the surface on we're what's just getting possible. Started, we're, man. Yeah, we're just getting started. And there's it, there's definitely a thing where like there's some jumping of the gun in like the past year or so, but like
2: well, it's the natural hype cycle. Look, yeah, there's, there's with with anything. I mean, look. If you look at the number of really, really, really smart players in the space who mm-hmm. have put a flag down and a commitment to, to, to VR and AR as well, like they're, they're flip sides of the same coin. AR is a little bit oh, more yeah. easily addressed because I can do it with my phone that's in my pocket right. all the time. Um, uh, you know. And, and But I think there's a natural cycle where it's overhyped. And then it can't meet the expectation. And VR is a contact virus. You have to do it to get sort of, you know, evangelized. And then once you do, most people come out like, oh, that's what it is? Holy cow. I got to go bring three friends and show them what this is. Because, like, Mm -hmm. I thought I knew what it was. And then I did it and I realized I had no idea how immersive and wonderful and transcendent and, you know, empathetic. And, like, we can, you know, we can go through all the adjectives uh, and hyperbole. Particularly if
0: they haven't. Used in HMD if they've just like used cardboard, yeah, and, and You know, because cardboard is interesting, different. it's but like, novel, but yeah. it's
2: not it's, transcendent in the same way. It's the
0: difference between a ViewMaster and watching an IMAX,
2: yeah, or like you the, what is the the, the the 4D experience where you've got the yeah IMAX yeah. full surround and the like Dolby Atmos with nine thousand mm. speakers that rumble everywhere, and oh, you know, yeah. like I love it. Um, and I think that yeah, I think I think it's a natural part of the hype cycle. I think our burden. And and our and one of our joys is to sort of, you know, confound expectations. Like you know, the, I, I like I, I I like to convert skeptics, right? You know, <laughs> and and I like to I, I like to challenge ideas and be challenging in, in in positive ways. And so I feel like, you know, again, like even the you know, like we were talking about the sort of the VR you know VR chats, like. I think there's great stuff with the VR chat apps and I think there's great there are great VR games they are wonderful VR games um, and I think again applications in terms of you know technology and betterment for humanity and the idea of like of education and the idea that I can take I can delocalize education I can take the smartest people in the world and have them teach anyone anywhere who has a cell phone and a, and, and power and a cellular connection like that's transcendent so I think you know, don't it's 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 easy to conflate the sort of I, I would say the 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 nuance of what's available in the moment with the full medium because the hype has been around the medium itself, the right. technology and then the touch points aren't clear yet. You know, yeah. it takes time for that to gestate. And I think as people find more utility and value and understand how it can be meaningful for them, it naturally sort of recalibrates. And I agree with you, there's a point where you're just kind it's just like you know, you're screaming into a hurricane when everyone's saying, you know, gloom and doom, gloom and doom. Well, I mean, the truth of it is, we're finding the ways in which this is useful and helpful for people. And right. that's the same thing with, you know, with when the iPhone first launched, it was, it already came with a bunch of things that I already did. I already did my email. Now I had my email in my pocket. I already took pictures with my camera. Now I didn't have to carry my digital elf with me. Um, and then over time, it became so much more. Right. Right. And so, you know, th- that as a sort of like, technology shift i think there was a little bit of a sleight of hand that in play there because we were taking things that already were and just kind of collectivizing them in this new space yeah and vr is something somewhat fundamentally different
0: yeah it's, it's a disruptor i mean the iphone was just an iteration on what we all did we just put a computer in our pocket yeah you know we already knew what a computer was and now it's just in our pocket and we can touch it and yeah. now
2: we have the internet all the time right right and so then we saw it took a couple of cycles for that to become useful and meaningful for people right where we then start to see you know we see facebook as a mobile app and then we start to see instagram and what that does for people's creativity who you know if i ask you are you a photographer you'll say no and i go show me show me your instagram and they're like 10 pictures that they've published to the world in the last 24 hours yeah no you are a photographer yeah you're just not giving yourself credit for it um and, and 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 i think that that's you know one of uh, one of our great joys, and that's one of the things that we're excited about. You know, we're going to be at the Future Storytelling. Uh, I was going to I was going to ask you because we've
0: got we've got the the software releasing this week. We, you've got the the month of Mind Show. Yeah. You can go down to IMAX VR, but in October you will be at FOSS. We'll
2: be at FOSS. and we'll be showing both in the sort of you know the open demo space, but we'll also be um, doing the more sort of symposium side of things, where we're really going to be taking people into a journey in Mind Show to really start to sort of poke at the boundaries of what it is in a kind of somewhat guided way hmm. but where we can talk about what are the different what are the different emergent mechanics we start to see happening as a result of an entirely new mechanism for, for creation and so you know that's the the, the again uh, I think it it sounds like we hit pause and took another solid dose of crazy pills. Um, so really, ultimately, what it is is we're inviting a bunch of people to take crazy pills with us um, and come and 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 sort of play and be creative and see what happens when you get into that flow state and you let go of you know this particular mask and put on a different one and do it with other people. Uh, and I think that the, the sort of like you know pushing at that collaborative, creative future that's built on the idea of play uh you know that's going to be really it's going to be i mean it's exciting for me and it's a high wire act and i'm i can't wait to see what people do with it
0: i can't wait to see what people do with it either (laughs) gil that's a perfect place for us to end thank you so much for taking the time tonight to talk with me dude thank
2: you so much for 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 engaging and for for uh for for playing and for being being uh such a such a a great counterpoint. It's it's awesome. Uh, and I look forward to uh, talking more meta-meta-reality with you offline. Uh, and I will not drop this mic because I know this mic is meaningful and useful, but we do actually, as part of the new release, we're also releasing a new playset, uh, which is one of the ways we think about the assets that we have in the system. Uh, so future self-past, it's a presentation stage, so you can go on, you can do a debate, you can do a presentation on the stage, and there's a microphone and you can drop it. Uh, so I look forward to seeing what people do before they drop the mic in Mind show.
0: Once again, wanna thank our friend Gil Barron for being our guest on the show today. You can find Mindshow at Mindshow.com. You can also find the software on Steam. It is in early access right now, and it's free. And if you've got a Vive, you've got no reason not to download it unless you live in a closet. And even then, just throw out your bed. Throw out your bed in your closet room and get your Mindshow on. Um, you can also you can find them at um you can find at the IMAX VR uh, if you're in Los Angeles. If you're in New York, uh, the Fost Festival, where they're going to be showing, is coming up. The festival is the 6th and 8th of October. The Summit is the 4th and 5th, if you're lucky enough to go to the Summit. And that is this year. Fost is going to—it's their second year of the festival. So this should be, should be pretty exciting to see. We're going to have a lot more coming your way from Fost and our friends there. We actually—we're uh, going to have a little—I um, don't know if legally we can have a contest— but uh, I got some tickets to give away uh, for Faust. Uh, so we're going to figure out what to do with that next week. Um, you can find what's going on at Faust at futureofstorytelling.org. That's where you can sign up. Um, you know, and you grab grab the tickets uh, to the festival. And then if you, like, win them from me or something like that, then, you know, just, like, find some friends to give it to. Share. Share. That's what a sharing economy actually would be, just us giving things to each other. Oh, boy. Hey, this has been a really long episode, um, uh, You packed full, two interviews, so, like, you know, what are you complaining about? Um, it's also a holiday weekend. Come on. It's like having two shows for the price of one. Um there's, there's like a million things to talk about right now, but, uh, instead of doing the normal rent, I'm just going to limit it to basically some more uh, notices. So first thing you should know is if you're in the LA area, we're going to have ourselves some no proscenium slash Leia. That's the league of experiential and immersive artists. Uh, and we've got many things boiling on that front. Um, we're going to have an unofficial office hours happening on uh, September 26th. That's a Saturday during the day. Going to pick a spot to go hang out in and uh, invite people through. It'll probably be a 21 and over thing because uh, we're, we're day drinking. Um, so just hey, you know, if, if sorry if you're, you're Under 21, uh, that's just how it Rolls sometimes, uh, but we're going to be doing That on the 26th During the day, I think I know where we're going to Do it, uh, those of you who've been to office hours Before, you probably have a good idea Of what I'm going to pick, but uh, I don't know We're going to put a, th- a thing up on Everything Immersive and see how people respond And um, you know, if there's Like some like massive pile On, well we might have to pick someplace else uh, But we have no budget So uh, it'll still be a public bar all right there that's one thing um there's there's a whole sort of calendar of events that i want to reiterate to you and add one thing on so 13th and 14th of september that's future of immersive leisure conference all right in las vegas our friends over there that's the that's the amusement industry folks the 40 uh out of home digital location-based entertainment stuff all right so, if you're in Vegas, if you're in that part of the industry, if you want to connect with that part of the industry, check that out. Or remember, there's the code, no proscenium. Okay. Then there's our, our little unofficial meetup on the 26th here in Los Angeles. Then, that first weekend in October, in, uh, in, a, In Los Angeles, we've got IndieCade Night Games. We've got IndieCade, all of IndieCade, and we've got Night Games, which uh, we're still scheduling right now. And I cannot say that it's going to be just like it was last year, but it will be fun. But given how busy everyone in the immersive scene in Los Angeles is right now, we probably won't have the exact same mix going on. It definitely will not be a repeat. It's got to change. How it's going to change, I'll know next week. some more word on that for you there may probably be a little more game focused this time out just for reasons you know okay so there's that if you're in new york fast fest is happening so you should check that out if you're in new york that weekend Later on in the month, in October, aside from it being spooky season and there's all this stuff, we've got uh, Without Walls Festival, which is happening in San Diego, which has just added Awakening La Llorona. Uh, which is an amazing piece So if you're in the Southland, you should definitely go check that out And there's a couple of other pieces in there that look pretty interesting A lot of audio-based stuff, which you know I love I will probably go down and check out the stuff I haven't seen yet uh, Marika Splint's Among Us is there as well So a day of like Waking La Llorona and Among Us would be a great day of immersive theater If nothing else, so there's that for you In Los Angeles that weekend cloak and dagger, which is, uh, the, 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 I go to cloak. So I'm trying to describe it in a way that, um, that, that is, that is just true without revealing, you know, the, the natural awkwardness I have about the fact that yes, I go goth clubbing a couple of times a month. I might even start going every week. Uh, it's a club that happens in a, a, a modestly sized venue in Hollywood, They're having a music festival because the people who run cloak are like connected up the wazoo in the music industry. In fact, one of them is one of the members of she wants revenge. So she wants revenge and Jesus and Mary chain are headlining along with a bunch of other people. And they're taking over a few of the old movie palaces in downtown Los Angeles. And one of the tricks to cloak is that there's kind of a, there's a little secret layer to it that uh, has some immersiveness. Involved, which is indeed how I was lured into it in the first place. So from the fact that I also I like dancing to goth music and have since I was in college. Um, so, um, I guess Noah is a goth, um, a secret goth. I felt like breaking a song. Anyway, uh, this is long. Uh, look, Cloak's having a music festival. There's going to be immersive stuff in it. All right, there. I said it. Their tickets are on sale now. Uh, it's like a hundred and twenty dollars before like they they you know, do the it's too late now You got to pay more money thing. So go check out that if you're in Los Angeles uh, What exactly the immersive stuff is going to be? I do not know yet, but I know there's gonna be something will you have to hunt for it? probably um, It's gonna be like that um, The spaces they have are gorgeous um, You know, And look at the music lineup if the music if it's you know, look if if this is my kind of thing This is my kind of thing. So if this music isn't your kind of thing, then, you know, like, maybe, maybe you're not going to enjoy it. So don't just like, don't, don't be a lemming. Don't just like go oh, so because I don't like, I don't like, you know, this music, but I'm going to go anyway, just to do the immersive stuff. No, no, there's enough for everybody. There's enough different things for everyone. So go to the things that draw you the most, not just because we put the immersive word on it. If you do that, yeah, we won't suss out what people actually like. So. That being said, I'm stoked. <laughs> don't confuse my enthusiasm with your enthusiasm. Don't, 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 don't. Let's not do that. All right? Let's not do that. But me, 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 I'm so torn because wow's happening at the same time. I'm like, I can't be in two places at once. I got, you know, I got to go do both. How do I do both? They're like two and a half hours apart. the cursed October, busiest month in the year. Bah! I just want to relax and have a chill birthday. <laughs> I'm never going to have that ever again. Okay. Um, yeah, my birthday comes up that next week. So, you know, if you see me out there, say hi. You know, you can wish me happy birthday. And then finally, uh, the last event uh, to talk about is in January. And we have announced this now. And we are holding uh, Adventure Design Group, Epic Immersive, and myself are holding an Immersive Design Summit in San Francisco um, the venue, we're closing in on the deal on the venue. I'm going to be very excited when we can actually announce the venue right now. We're in the mode and, and the speakers, we're, we're talking to some really exciting people about speaking right now. We're not selling tickets. We are just collecting names. So if the idea of going to a design summit for immersive, uh, a one day pop-up affair in San Francisco, that is going to bring in some folks from around the country and maybe even the world. And it's going to be limited to the very low three figures, meaning the just above two figures, number of peoples. It's going to be pretty intimate. If that idea sounds good to you, then go to ImmersiveDesignSummit.com and give us your email. That's all you can do right now. And that, in lieu of a little philosophical rant, are all the announcements that I really feel like you should know about if you want to keep on the beat here. Uh, and the beat is getting stronger and stronger and stronger. Um, and when I said earlier that you know we're looking for people to help out around these parts, I'm not joking. Uh, we can use some folks, particularly if you're willing to do some of the the grunt work of working on the news wire. And you're you're up. Uh, I could use uh, we you know we could you know right now working on it is myself, Jessica, Dean, Zay. Uh we've got a couple other people, you know, popping in from time to time. Uh we could probably really use like an editorial assistant, uh, because there's a few things that just need housekeeping on the regular basis over at the website. So if that's something that you're interested in, drop me a line, Noah at noprescinium.com. If you want to, you know, get in on this media side of the business. Um Leah, which is the Southern California and you know, one day beyond coalition of immersive creators. Uh, we've got a call to action coming out next week that I'll let you know how to start getting involved in that uh, because we're, we're setting up in real organization. We have to move a little more deliberately than we would if it was just like, we let's put on a show. You know, there are things like figuring out our 501 C whatever status so that, you know, legally we, we aren't, you know, held liable for, for things. Um, it's never That part of the process is never fun, but we're doing all this work to make it easier for people to do work. That's the whole point of it. All right. That's enough. That's a big show. Give you a lot to think about from theater to virtual reality to theme parks. I mean, basically, we did it all this time. All but the credits, of course. The music for this episode, as always, is by Chris Porter of the Speakeasy Society. The sustaining backer of No proscenium is Ross Sigworth. You can find us at noPersinium.com, at no Persinium on Twitter, on Facebook, we're NoPersinium. You can also find our Facebook group that we share along with Inside the Magic, My Hot Life, and Immersology and Room Escape Artist. It's everything immersive which you can find at www.everythingimmersive.com. Leads you right to the Facebook group. If you want to tell us about a story, about a show, if you want to pitch us something, it is pitches at, or is it pitch? At nopersinium.com. It's one of those two, try them both. I'm not looking it up right now. If you want to reach me, and for this week, the safer way to pitch me, (laughs) but usually use pitch, is Noah at nopersinium.com. That's how you reach out and volunteer to serve in our little ragtag fleet here. If you want to get really deep down inside of it, we do have a Slack forum, which is really great for ticket swaps and things of that nature. Email me, noah at nopristinium.com to join the Slack. Um, there's about 200 people in it right now, and uh, we're gonna probably go back to doing the AMA thing because uh, that that was really fun when we did it, and I haven't done it in a while because I've been busy. And yes, we will do some live streaming very, very soon. All right. There. I came back to tell you that I had finished the show and I said, whoops, forgot to do the credits. That's everything. Literally everything. There's so much. All right. I hope you have a really great weekend. Stay cool. If you're on the West coast, if you are listening to this and you're anywhere close to Houston, my heart is with you, uh, in, you know, in a real way. And, um, I, I, I look forward to the day when um, things are normal for you guys again. Um, Because I've been thinking about that a lot. All right. Um, Until next time, I'll see you at the show.